Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, my name is Lise and I'm a millennial, so you know I gotta get this party started right and quickly. But before I do that, I gotta shout out a couple of people. If you did not get a chance to do so, you need to check out the Benchwarmers Podcast, the very first episode was published on saturday so take a listen to that it's on all major uh, podcasting platforms had a great time on there talking about sports with the guru and with ramon king of the real talk sports podcast so go check that out i'm one in three though like my predictions for wildcard over the weekend I'm one in three. It's 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 terrible. But go check that out. It's absolutely amazing and awesome. And I also want to shout out to Brunching. So if you have not gotten a chance to check out Brunching, you need to check out Brunching. Brunching is also now a radio show. So it's the Brunching radio show that will actually air on WRDR live at 11 a.m. on Fridays. So if you're already watching it on Facebook, now you can listen to it in your car. So you don't actually have to, you don't, we don't want you driving and be like, oh, this is so funny. You know, be off the road. We don't want you to do that. So if you're driving and you want to listen to it, all you got to do is download the WRDR app it is so free and you can chat in there just like you can on uh, Facebook as well so you get a chance to do that and you will actually have the capability to call in so it'll be a lot of fun and tune in for that it will be on January 17th and we're gonna have Felicia George on brunching the brunching show and she's gonna be talking about her projects and her upcoming things that she's doing if you don't know who that is she was on the netflix series rhythm and flow and so we're gonna be talking to her about all the things that she is working on since she left the show and you know just getting some information yeah. to talk to anybody else you know on the show who was fighting and all that we're gonna get all of that but back to this Oh yeah, and, and and I'll tell you some some more stuff that's coming up on for millennials before we get on. But we gotta get it started right and quickly. I've been already talking to you too long, so let me give you what you need, what you come for, what you ask for, what you always want, and that is the top trending topics of the week. All right, so let's get into it. Your top 10 trending topics of the week. So Kanye West names his Yeezus album, Thank God for Drugs. I'm hoping he's talking about medication and not actual ju- drugs. But given the all the things that Kanye West has been doing the last couple of days, I don't know, last couple of weeks or months, I don't know what's going on with Kanye, but shout out to Kanye. The top city for millennials to live in actually was named Chicago and Austin, Texas. So if you are in Chicago, you are in one of the best places for millennials to live. Titled was in 2019. So go to Chicago. They're saying that the average rent is about $987. Accessibility is an A+. Nightlife is an A+. And they're saying that it's hella diverse. So I'm going to need you to go to Chicago, Illinois, despite, I guess, what people are saying. Because apparently it's some some good in Chicago. So I'm going to need you to go to Chicago, Illinois if you're a millennial. According to 2019, it's the best place for you to go. And for Austin, they're saying that the average rent price is about $1,100. So, yeah, these are the accessibility is about an A minus. Nightlife is an A and diversity is an A plus. And they said they got some bomb barbecue down there. So, shout out to Texas. 
Yeah, shout out to y'all on all of those people over there. Everything is bigger in Texas. Pope Francis apologizes for slapping a woman. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he forgot where he was. I, I, I don't know, but he was like, nope, you ain't getting my hand, baby. Mm-mm. Nope, baby. Nope. Mm-mm. We don't play that. We don't play that, boo-boo. But he's apologizing now. The baby was released from jail following a battery arrest, which I don't understand. If you making it the baby, you already successful. You, you got money and, and popularity and fame. Why are you out there pouring apple juice on people? Why are you doing that? Even if the guy says something to you, you, that's what you got security for. You got too much to lose. That guy don't have nothing to lose. He probably work at like, you know, some, some random place, nine to five, minimum wage. He don't have nothing to lose. He has all the game. Come on, the baby. You got to do better than that. And when I found out he actually did really go on a radio show in a, in a pamper, I was like, okay. I was rocking with you until then. Now, now I'm like, okay, all right, all right, the baby, that's that's crazy, but anywho, and French Montana leaks the power clip before it actually aired because he is in a beef with 50 Cent. I don't know why he would leak it. Speaking of power, no, I'll talk about that in a minute. I'll talk about what my thoughts on power in a minute. But yeah, that was wrong, French. That was wrong. People like that get on my nerves. Like you can't even enjoy the show because people have already spoiled it for you before you even get a chance to watch it. I don't want to know what happened. I don't want you to tell me what happened in the comments. Keep that to yourself until, at least until it airs, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard. At least until it airs. Then you can talk about it all you want. But just at least let me get the drama of it, please. Don't spoil it for me, please. And Kanye West gets upset with Drake for calling him secular which is pretty crazy because i read the quote and to me it wasn't that bad i like i, I was looking at it and i'm like listen li listen kanye listen like it wasn't even that bad so here's what drake had said when he was asked and then he took offense with it so he was talking during a rap radar interview he was asked and here's what he said. He said, God bless him on his new journey, but I don't even know if he's going to make secular music again or not. Drake told Elliot Wilson during a sit-down interview that he had in, in, in his Toronto home. And this is from Hip Hop DX. And then Kanye responded, I take offense when somebody calls me secular. Y'all can look at the domes that we was building. Affordable homes. Y'all call that bizarre y'all can take the pictures of me painting painting it silver y'all can call that what y'all want but don't call me secular because secular is trying to say that i'll do anything for anyone other than christ that's where they got it messed up that's where they got it twisted i don't know where kanye got that from because he he didn't call him secular he actually just said i don't think he's gonna make secular music again and he he appreciates his journey I, I don't know sometimes I, I i don't know sometimes reading is fundamental i'm just saying bad baby actually hit back with a akon and styles p meme after adrian broner was actually in her dms why he didn't know how old she was everybody knows how old she was we found about her on dr phil where they actually had her age on the screen she was trending. She's still around now because of that. God help us all. But that's really. And I think we need to really be calling people out that do that. Because he knew how old she was. He knew she was 16 years old. He knew that. It, it's not. He did not know. We No, we're not going to. We're not doing that. 
we're not giving people excuses. So he needs to get his his butt tore up because I'm pretty sure she's not the first 16 year old he slid into DMs. I'm just, allegedly. FDA to pull all fruit and mint e-cigarettes except for the menthol. I don't I don't know I want to pull them why not just pull them all i don't understand why the menthol is going to make a difference but whatever tom brady and drew Brees were sent packing on wildcard weekend the vikings and titans win as well as the texans and the seahawks my prediction is 49ers and ravens for the super bowl this year the golden globes aired last night and beyonce looks stellar as usual but she did have on big huge gold sleeves which she hit passer buyers as she walked down the hallway but when the queen moves you move uh you know that's just how that is when the queen moves you move baby and Bay didn't arrive until 6 p.m and she didn't win she she was nominated for spirit for best original song in a motion picture but she did look amazing i will say that the last couple of award shows or outings that she she did Beyonce looked phenomenal so I I can't I can't knock her she looked absolutely amazing I was impressed by everything that she had on well I don't even remember where she was like was that was that New Year's that she had on that dress or something Diddy's birthday that's what it was Diddy's birthday I don't know she went keto I don't know I don't know what's going on but she is looking amazing and I, I wish I had that diet whatever she's doing I need her to put that online expeditiously in my TI so that everybody else can find out what she's doing she looks phenomenal but anyway what are we gonna talk about today I'm gonna give you a little bit of deets on the golden glow since we just talked about that so that you can kind of know who won and who didn't win we're gonna talk about the Iran situation so if you're not really sure or familiar what's going on over there in Iran and you was like I want to know what's going on because everybody keep talking about it I'm seeing all these mean people posting all this wrong information on social media I want to know what's going on so we're gonna talk about Iran and the best well, no, we already talked about the best cities for millennials. Listen to me. We are going to talk about why millennials are not getting married. There was an article that came out a couple of months ago in verywellmind.com. And the name of the article was the state of millennials and marriage. So we're going to talk about millennials and marriage and why they're not getting married anymore. So we're going to talk about that. But we got to get back to it. Let's get these golden globes popping and dropping so I can let you know what had happened on them golden globes. All right, so let's talk about golden globes real quick. So, Carrie Washington looked absolutely amazing, and so did Zoe Kravitz. They both look good. They look good as hell. And I will say that I like Zoe's outfit and her getup and the short hair a lot better than I like Carrie Washington's outfit. But Carrie looks, Carrie always looks good. So it's not really a secret that she made the best dress anyway, because she always looks really, really good. And so here's some of the winners of the night, just in case you didn't get a chance to watch the Golden Globes. Because I, I don't, like I told y'all last time, I really don't mess with award shows because they're really boring. But here is a little bit of what happened. So Succession, if you haven't watched that, get HBO. You can get like a free trial or whatever. You know, you don't even get, get somebody password. You can get the, like the app. I got the app. Just get somebody password. You can just send it. I ain't say that HBO. I'm sorry. Allegedly. Um, Succession. I know I actually pay for mine HBO, by the way. I pay the $14.99 a month. I do. Succession won for best drama. So if you don't, you ain't a billionaire and you're like, I want to know what billionaires do. Billionaires do this stuff that they do in Succession. So you need to watch 
watch it. It's like a documentary or whatever. So watch it. It's a great show. I watched all of the seasons in like one swoop, which means I was sitting around like all day. Um, but it's a great show. I even got I got my husband hooked on it and everything. Amazing, amazing balls. And Joaquin Phoenix won for the Joker, which was a great movie. But I was very depressed when I left. I think I needed a Xantax. I, I'm not sure. Like it was it was one of those movies. I wasn't what I was expecting, and I felt very sad when I left the movie. But he won for best actor. Joaquin, amazing. I've loved him in movies since The Gladiator. Like he's 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 flipping awesome. And Brad Pitt won for best supporting actor. Billy Porter actually lost to brian cox in succession billy porter was nominated for his role in pose so a lot of people thought billy might win and everything billy also he he came in billy fashion and his his, his outfit and get up and everything i see you billy but it, overall it was a very white night it was very white um very 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 white uh, no female african-american directors were nominated um even though they had a, such a huge year in, in 2019 i you know no lena wave no ava duvernay nothing I, and i don't know what happened with that but that was the the golden globes and beyonce was there and she was swaying in a moving baby honey with her sleeves and everything so she was looking good um also but like i said earlier beyonce she always looks good like it, especially recently so i like i said i don't know what diet she's on but I hope she put it online. That's how amazing she looks. She really did look amazing in, in that in the dress she had on. And Jay Z looked like Jay Z with with hair. Yeah, Jay Z looked like Jay Z with hair. So, but you know, if you like Jay Z looking like Jay Z, he look good. If you don't, he look like Jay Z. Like it, it's just it is what it is. But Beyonce is Beyonce, and when you're standing next to Beyonce, you can never look as good as Beyonce you know what I mean but I will say that Jay-Z he is it seems like he's aging backwards he's looking like you know somebody's 50 year old 15 year old so he, he he's aging backwards so that's good that's good news but anyway let's move on to talk about these major topics let's talk about Iran all right let's talk about it so let's talk about Iran uh, so if you maybe have been living under a rock or maybe you're not on social media, maybe you're off the grid. I don't know. And I don't know why you would be listening to this if you're off the grid. But if you're off the grid, you're off the grid. It's nothing wrong with that. You know, do you? But let me give you some information so that you are up to date and you kind of know what's going on since there have been memes about a draft happening in World War Three and all this other stuff. So let's talk about exactly what really took place so there was an american drone attack that took place near baghdad airport early on friday that killed uh the general kasim salamani the powerful iranian commander which it really pushed the tensions that were already there much further than it needed to be so between uh, washington and tehran so it it really is breaking potential war you know, and we've already had an Iraq war, so I don't really think we need another one. But it, it's it's getting to the point where both sides of this, it has escalated rather quickly. And so if you're like, okay, who is General Soleimani? And I don't know who that is. So basically, he was Iran's most powerful security intelligence commander. He was a longtime leader of the Revolutionary Guards uh, Quids Force. The force-facing branch of the country's most powerful security apparatus. He became 
uh, the leader of this the quits force back in the late 1990s. He was 62 years old when that that happened. Um, the the quits forces is an elite part of the of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps, um, which Trump designated a foreign terrorist organization back in in April of 2019. So this was the first time that the U.S. designated the the arm of another government as a terrorist organization. So that to just kind of like keeping that in mind. So they say that the State Department has blamed Iranian forces for the deaths of at least 603 American service members in Iraq since 2003, which I remember. I, re- I remember that very clearly. I was I was in high school, uh, 12th grade at the time that 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 occurred. And this accounts for about 70% of all deaths of U.S. personnel in Iraq from 2003 to 2011. So Qasim Soleimani has largely led most of the Iranian-backed forces in the operations during the Iraq war. So like I said, he, he's not necessarily, you know, he's, he's done some things. He, he's done some things and so he's, he's also has deployed into Syria Syria's long war to support President Bashar Assad and when that all you know took place so yeah okay and it says as well into Iraq in the wake of the 2003 US invasion that toppled dictator Saddam Hussein a longtime foe of Tehran so yes so it, it, it this took place and that, that's really who he is or who he was and his funeral actually took place uh, a couple of days ago i think they're actually gonna have three days or the the tops of i iran said that they're gonna have like three days of, of mourning their supreme ruler i think is is what he's, he goes by is gonna have three days of of mourning for him there have been a lot of people um that have been kind of sending some some ill messages to the united states of america now i believe their supreme leader did say that this wasn't necessarily the wrongdoing of the american people but you know we're here and sometimes stuff happens so i'm hoping that things don't escalate i'm hoping that we can kind of like get this down this is a risky move as it is because in all accounts under every circumstance that you pretty much look look at this was a act of war on another country so i'm i'm hoping that it does not turn into a war like i said we had an iraq war we do not need another one and you know he also just talking a little bit more about general Soleimani. he so he worked closely with iraq and lebanese allies and you can read this is um an article in the new york times that actually kind of goes over what you need to know about the 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 airstrike so it's actually titled what you need to know about the death of iranian general Soleimani." so you can go back and read this it'll have more information for you so he was a nurturing proxy force to form the shiite axis of power through the region and all of that so yeah okay so yeah 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 that's that's who he was and if you're not familiar with who he was and why you're seeing all these protests on the news that's why so now you're seeing how you know high up he really was in the country and how significant his death actually was and then of course other uh, other officials were also killed in that strike it was not just him there were other people that were were killed so among 
him being killed there was also the top commander of the popular mobilization forces which is an umbrella group of the iraqi militia and the group's public relations chief so there's so it wasn't just that one person so now you know that it, more than one person actually did get killed in the strike which also i think ramped up the the tensions of exactly what this meant and what this means for the united states to have done this according to the united states it says that they killed general soleimani and this is a statement from i guess the pentagon they accused soleimani of planning attacks on american diplomats and service members including a december 27th attack on an iraqi military base that killed an american contractor it also accused general soleimani of approving an attack on the united states embassy in baghdad this week so american officials previously blamed soleimani for killing of course the hundreds of of, of soldiers and in civilians in the iraq war now I, I, the president would what, what donald trump said and he keeps going on twitter which is concerning to me because i'm like okay okay now i'm gonna need you to get off of twitter i, I don't want this stuff to be kind of like put out on twitter it's already you'd see people like the new york times analyst news analyst is saying like this is one of the riskiest moves made by the united states in the middle east since the invasion of iraq in 2003 so with that being said i'm gonna need you to get off of twitter like this is not this is not where we should be doing this at nope not where people can be hot thought boxes really, should nigga. not be the same place that you're talking about foreign policy like you know what i mean like this is just not how this should happen it's not what should be um at, at all so the reaction to this has been mixed of course nancy pelosi the democratic speaker has already come out you know and said that they were not consulted and she's asking the administration that they need to give a full briefing to congress which is completely out of the ordinary about how these things are done he did not consult the gang of eight so in the gang of eight system is the executive branch of the united states which discloses highly sensitive information to the following members which would be adam schiff devin nunez richard burr mark warner nancy pelosi kevin mccarthy mitch mcconnell and chuck schumer according to some sources they're saying that he did not consult any of them before this took place however however lindsey graham did say that a couple of days before that that donald trump had him he was in his oh i think in mar-a-lago or well, he was on a golf course with him somewhere i think he was in mar-a-lago and he had given him this information he told him about this what was going to take place and he was you know happy that he had informed him that but mike pompeo did not disclose when he went on cnn on i believe it was sunday so i i don't know I'm not or he might it may have been Saturday or Sunday he was on there which he said that he might release some information since they said this was an imminent threat something had just happened or something that they had just foiled so this is something that it was only like kind of like ongoing emerging needed to be stopped right away so whether or not we'll actually see that report I don't know I, I don't know so there's been a lot of mixed reaction to it a lot of republicans said that the president was justified in this attack um and of course a lot of people saying that this escalated uh, the situation in such a delicate area that it didn't need to be 
And so according to the New York Times, basically what they're saying, this is what could happen between the U.S. and Iran. So before the strike, the United States was already deploying additional troops to the Middle East amid the escalating tensions. Afterwards, the State Department urged Americans in Iraq to leave the country, despite what Mike Pompeo said. He said that it's safer after the killing of General Soleimani. The world is safer. Americans are safer. But you're telling Americans they need to leave, which those two those two things can't be true. Just saying. And, you know, on Friday, of course, in social media fashion, they people started talking about the draft and the World War Three and all of that type of stuff. And they're saying that in Iran, the country's supreme leader called for forceful revenge for killing for the general's killing and then the three days of national mourning and max fisher the interpreter of the columnist for the the times laid out some possibilities for what could happen next so it says the general's death uh he he wrote this is max fisher meets virtually any definition of an act of war a categorical difference between the shadow conflicts that the united states and iran have engaged in for years but it remains uncertain where this attack, which will follow weeks for tat escalation between the two countries, will lead. So we don't really know what is going to happen. Now, we do know that one of those outcomes is that Iran said they're going to abandon the nuclear deal over U.S. killings. This was a policy that was put in place by President Barack Obama back in 2015, which would limit the amount of uranium that they were able to enrich and the research that they were doing and the stockpile that they had, according to this came from state TV and, and by an Iranian uh, state TV. Basically, it cited that the Iranian president administration saying that the country will not observe limitations on its enrichment or the amount of stockpiled enriched uranium as well as research and development limits and its nuclear activities it did not elaborate on what levels it would immediately reach in its program but iran previously had broken limits of its enrichment and its stocks file and its centrifuges as well as started enrichment at an underground facility uh, because a part of this deal they were supposed to kind of like monitor you know how much if they were actually doing this and you know whether or not they were enriching uranium and all of that and so some people did not like this policy they said it was too weak they that was a big criticism of president barack obama is that his his foreign policy was not strong enough it was not tough enough especially on places like iran and china and i will say that this that deal was better than this um, it's better than a potential war. I don't think that this was the most strategic thing. Some people are saying that it is. I don't think it is. I think this is, again, kind of like Donald Trump and a couple people in his administration making decisions off of a whim. I, I, I That's just my opinion. Because if it wasn't, I believe that they would have consulted other people in this matter. Because he is not the only person that understands foreign policy. And neither are... Nope the couple people he talks to on a day-to-day -day basis like you you need to reach out because if i'm not mistaken doesn't the i believe the congress has the the power to also uh not wage war but you know what i mean so i would think that you would consult them but i i guess i guess not so we'll see what happens uh you know because according to donald trump he's already going back on twitter and said that he's targeted 52 iranian sites 
uh, representing the 52 American hostages that Iran took many years ago and some at a very high level and important to Iran and the Iranian culture. So he's putting this on Twitter that he's going to target 52 Iranian sites that are important to Iran and Iranian culture. He didn't identify the specific targets, but he said it will hit very in caps. It it will hit very fast and very hard. Now, I need somebody to get him off of Twitter. Like, like I said, we, foreign policy should not be conducted through Twitter. You should not be talking to people in for, for, about American foreign policy through Twitter. Like, let, get off of Twitter. Why is it that this needs to be on Twitter? I don't know. I don't know. But we need to make sure that this i hope it doesn't go further past this like i said there's there's real troops that are being deployed there's real troops and real people sons and daughters that are going to be in harm's way nieces and nephews cousins all of that i i actually have a cousin that's over there in turkey right now so i real people real talk and so he's i hope this is not done on a whim but i just don't know i just don't know so that was that that's pretty much a, a, a some a, a recap of what's going on there over in iran uh let me know what you think about it you know comment send us a voice message and we'll play it on the next episode to let us know what what do you think what are your thoughts about this are you c- concerned or do you think he did the right thing let us know you can just find us on all major platforms or you can even go on our website and submit a question you can do that at millennials.us so let's get it talking. Let's talk about millennials and marriage. I'm going to talk and move on, but I'm hoping they get this together. I'm hoping that they get it together. So let's talk about something a little lighter. So let's talk about millennials and, and marriage and why millennials are not getting married. So the state of millennials in marriage, and this was an article that actually came from verywellmind.com. So check, go check that out. It was posted a couple of months ago back in 2019 but it came and surfaced again when when we were talking about millennials in marriage and so they bring up a couple of good points that millennials just aren't getting married anymore so it says at this point the median age at that millennials are getting married and if you don't know what a millennial is it is a person that's born between 1980 and 1990 so if that if you in that and it changes it really does i don't think anybody really knows who anything is because depending on the articles that you read and depending on who wrote it sometimes they say millennials is from 1981 sometimes it's from 1980 82 sometimes like it, it just 90 sometimes they include 91 sometimes they don't so i don't think anybody really knows nope. and it probably really doesn't matter whether or not you give it a title or not but anyway we're going with that 1980 to 1990 if you fall in that realm okay they're considering you a millennial even though i've seen 1990 the cutoff i thought was like 95 i think it's 95 i think it's 1980 i'm gonna go with that so if you fall in that realm, this is for you. So as they, they're saying at this point, the median age at first for marriage for women is 27 and for men is 29. And they said this is up about seven years since the 1960. And it's been slowly climbing up. And according to the Urban Institute, they're saying that an unparalleled number of millennials will remain unmarried through the age of 40. The big four zero. Furthermore, the, the marriage rate is predicted you? to drop 70, 70%, dude. Wow. Wow. 
is that pharrell is you pharrell is predicted to drop 70 percent so they said this is it's around about 10 to 20 percent lower than the last three generations in fact they said in 20 in 2014 paper out the pew research center reports that this is the biggest drop in marriage rate in history and they're, they're saying that there's a couple of reasons for this you know and you know a lot of it has to do with the fact that millennials have more options we we got twitter we got you know all of these other dating apps plenty of fish and all of that stuff so we got we got options and you know women are working now because you have to realize back when marriage was a thing like you know everybody was getting married and everything women couldn't do nothing you know back up until about the 1930s marriage was a business arrangement it was an economic foundation it wasn't for love we wasn't getting married for love we was getting married for that paper that cheddar that cheese that skrilla that's what we was getting married for we was getting married and i heard this on a netflix series we were getting married for in-laws like we wanted the in-laws because the in-laws had the money and you were married and for the name and so you're getting in the move and now it ain't like that now your women make our own money so we don't have to get married people can have sex before marriage so you're not getting married at 18 because you just want to get the booty like you can people having more freedom and they're able to kind of explore and love and life see that's the difference i think from when millennials uh grew kind of came into be like what millennials we have more options than our parents did they also said because we we were the first generation that watched a such a high rate of divorce a lot of us grew up in households that did not have two parents we saw most of the parents getting divorced at astronomical rates you know back in the 80s and 90s people were just divorcing left and right same difference because things changed during the 1990s the dot-com boom came people got a lot of money in their 401k people were making money all over the place the 90s was big like the 90s economically if you was living during the 90s you got some money now you might have lost it during the housing crisis okay so don't you know, enron or whatever but back in the 90s people had access to more money back then you know things were just coming to be you people with these big companies that you see now like amazon and microsoft like all them companies started to get real big once the internet came to to, to be so that's why because back then the people was getting money and now they was like you know what i really don't like you um you know just like our grandparents and great-grandparents they had to deal with it you know pop pop didn't like mama pop pop didn't like grandma but pop pop ain't had he had to stay with grandma because that's what people did now you couldn't divorce now we don't have pop pop and grandma now we got some 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 lady named pam that goes by glamma and some grandfather over town named Devonte that goes by granddaddy like that's what we got now so of course millennials when you're dealing with that and you got people that's out here down that's kind of just like dipping it and doing it and you see them dipping it and doing it you like i don't need to get married because you can zip it and do it on your own like you don't need to you don't need i don't need you with me to dip it and do it i could do it by myself drop it rock it see i could do it by myself so you don't need that so according to to this article they're also saying that marriage has an image problem so of course you know millennials we woke we woke we woke as a asf 
we woke and so being woke means that we're saying oh it's such a patriarchal system and blah 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 blah, blah. that's just what we are as millennials so with that being said you know you know that we're not going to want to set up in a system that we know was built on oppressing women gotcha, because bitch. we gonna say something about that because we woke asf just saying you can tell am i not really a millennial it's af we woke af i don't know what the s stands for I actually spelled it out but that's okay you know i can spell but that's what i'm saying we're we're woke we we are we come with the wokeness that our parents didn't have and they're saying that it might be some issues. They're saying that because millennials aren't getting married, they're saying that it could be problematic because, you know, we have multiple partners now. And they said serial cohabitating is problematic um, among millennials. And because you can live with people now, you don't necessarily need to get married. But this could be issues gotcha, bitch. based on the future because of finances. They're saying that being single longer actually leads to a higher rate of poverty. It doesn't lead to a higher rate of economic security and then children. So also another facto to this, millennials aren't having babies. Are you shocked? I'm not. But they're not having kids. I had three. I'm a millennial. You're welcome. So we will have a workforce. Y'all welcome. I did it for y'all. But, and I am married. So I'm a married millennial with three children by the same person. How about that? Black woman, baby. Black girls, magic and rock and all of that. Whatever. Just keep it going. But it, it, they say that the issues when, when, you know, millennials don't get married, there's issues with tax-related pluses. They, you don't get those. The it, You know, marriage reduces the likelihood of poverty. So without getting marriage, the likelihood of having more millennials actually living in poverty is higher economic security goes down and then of course children and you know they said children who they do better when raised in a stable two-parent household i don't know i would like to see the statistics on that one and there have been numerous studies to demonstrate that men in particular benefit even more over the years for being married because they said men tend to be happier in marriage over the years than women do so as women get older and stay in the relationships women become less happy women are happy we happy in the beginning okay so women are happy in the fate new faces oh that's my baby i love him he's so wonderful i you know he buys me things and he's and he's so sweet and cute and before we realize that y'all are just buttholes that's when we love y'all you know what i mean after we've been cheated on once two three four five times then it's like oh this <laughs> you know what i mean but men is like oh you know y'all don't really want to be dealing with us in the beginning it's like oh i got all these girls in different area codes i got hoes i got hoes in different area codes so y'all think y'all ludicrous out here nate dog but so y'all don't want to settle down so you're less less happy because you feel more restricted when you get in a relationship in a marriage and then over time you realize oh this ain't the bad she make me food she clean up she do all the work with the kids she do all the work around the house she manages the bills i love this she makes sure i go to the doctor all of that you, you i got i don't gotta work so hard to get nookie because she just right here i don't have to buy nobody nothing 
I don't have to pretend to be somebody I ain't. I don't have to send my representative out. I can just be me. And she love it. So I could see why women would be less likely. And then like I said, women are, we're more educated than men now. We're making, we're going to get there to make more money. Um, let's not perpetuate. But in the African-American community, black women are making more money than black men in a lot of cases because we have more education and we're starting businesses at much higher rates than black men so you know there's reasons why because if marriage was an economic institution and it was meant to be stable but you're going into a marriage that's not stable i can see why you wouldn't want to get married plus you have to realize that not only not only that you have to realize that marriage It, it does sort of have a stigma attached to it. Like they, they're right. It does have an image, an image problem when it comes along with, with marriage and what it is. And then also there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of dudes. Like, let's just be real. There's not a dudes are out there, but there's not a lot of dudes that are ready to settle down. Like there's a difference between, oh, you just ain't looking. There's a lot of dudes out there, but are they really, really, really ready to settle down? No. So you don't, you know, that's just how it is. Like it's one thing I believe in, in helping to foster somebody to grow, but it's another thing to have a dude that just ain't doing nothing. Like you, you gotta know what dude doing. Like if dude ain't doing nothing, he ain't ready for marriage. Don't force us millennials to try to get married if it, it, y'all raise these dudes and these ladies. Ladies too. There's some ladies out there that ain't ready, ready to get married. When y'all raise these kids out here, listen to me. Listen to me. Generation X, y'all raised us. You know what I mean? Y'all raised us. And we came into this world and you didn't prepare us because y'all was getting divorced you was dipping in and doing it and everything and in the 70s and the 80s and now look at us look at us now you now you want to point fingers now you want to write articles about us mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um hmm. we ain't doing it we ain't doing it but i think it even in this article it ends on that most millennials even still with a lot of us not getting married or not getting married until 40 or beyond a lot of millennials still want to get married and i think we're also not looking at the student loan debt crisis which also plays a factor because if you have student loans and they have student loans that adds to the amount of debt you have and then also what if you have student loans and they don't have student loans that also adds to the debt because now you've added more income so if you're doing like a income-based repayment plan that goes out of the window because now you have more income so now this person that didn't have student loans got to pay for your student loans so it, it's a lot of different reasons why people don't want to get married so I say if marriage is for you, I think marriage should be looked at, I think like they did in the past as an economic relationship, almost like a business partnership with a bonus of having somebody that's cool. I think that's it. And I think we, you know, cause as millennials, we also a little bit more sensitive and you know, it's like, oh, you, I didn't, you made me, you, you didn't come into tweet on my page and you didn't like my post that one day and we got to break up. Like we, we are you know and i think also social media has also impacted relationships because now we're so attached like grandma and grandpa had a vacation from each other like you know grandpa might have went off 
you know, maybe went off to war. Or maybe he, he had to drive trucks across town. He didn't see grandma for the year. He might have seen her might have two, three weeks. And that was it. You know, they, they didn't see each other every day. They wasn't on social media and they at home and, they, and, and it just every, just, just constant, 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 constant texting, texting, text, 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 call, tweet, text, 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 call, Instagram, now to Facebook. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And then grandma couldn't find out about these, the, the thoughts. She didn't know about the thoughts. You might have had a thought down the street. Grandma, maybe Cheryl, grandma Cheryl had a thought down the street. You know, grandpa could have had a whole nother family down the street. Not saying grandfathers back then wasn't, you know, they they wasn't F boys. They probably was. But they the, the thing was, they ain't know. Now we can see it. Like it's on social media, we get the phone, we see, we look at the phone. Up, 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 up. He ain't no good. See, you if you got more ways to get caught up as well. So I would say technology also changed the game. We got more options because it expands our pool of applicants, which I will say that back in the day grandma and grandpa they ain't have as big of a pool like they had to pick from the pool that they had you know and so they somebody that was cute in this one pool over here in let's call it pleasantville goodness, got like 50 people over there you couldn't see that there was really some real real cute people over here in happyville because you couldn't get to happyville because you you got to drive you know the cars cost a lot it was like five dollars back then but people made like two cents you know you couldn't get over there but now all you got to do is get on the internet if you in cleveland you can find yourself a hot thought over here in the great states of maryland like it's just how it works and you could get on a plane or fly. You can get flewed out. You know, they didn't get flewed out back then. You can get flewed out to Cleveland from, from Maryland or from Florida or from Cali or from Texas. You can get flewed out. You can even get flewed out to London. They ain't had it. So the pools have opened. So you don't want to settle down. There might be another hot thought. And that hot thought goes both ways. Could be male or female. But you... you can't you couldn't do that back then so now that we got options we got student loans and everything we're not gonna get married like that marriage you know it is what it is it is what it is um okay here's what i'm gonna say about power so i'm i'm a big fan of power i've always watched power but I will say that I don't know how I'm feeling these last four or five episodes. I I, I watched the last episode. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Uh, Dre died. Um, so, you can, you know, because there were seven people that potentially could have killed Ghost. So, if you didn't watch the last season, sorry, I ruined that for you too. Spoiler alert. Ghost dies or gets shot in his club, uh, Truth. And at the end of it, there was seven people that was coming to get him. They were all main characters. So like Tasha, uh, Tariq, uh, Tommy, a couple people. So we found out that the person that did not shoot him was Dre. Because by the time Dre got there, somebody had already shot Ghost. And so in the next couple episodes, we're going to find out who shot Ghost. But I'm not feeling it. Like the whole time I was just listening to it. And I'm like, dang, go on it. I I really, this is kind of dull. Like... They've had to bring in his mother and they gave him a backstory. But I, I mean, Dre, I wasn't invested in Dre, so I really didn't care. 
whether or not Dre had a backstory. I I don't know about you. If you, it, 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 let me know. Did you care that Dre had a backstory or not? Because I know for me, I really didn't give two hoot nannies. I I did not give two hoot nannies about Dre and his backstory. You know, I know I don't. I forget the comedian. It's a comedic group that does a, a like a little meme or whatever with um. Uh, power and in he they make fun of the way that everybody kind of like talks on the show like i think for ghosts they always do like and for him it's like with my daughter i gotta get pampers for my daughter i gotta i gotta go get a haircut because who impressed my daughter i wish i knew where my, my baby mother was so she could watch my daughter like it was it's really hilarious i wish i knew the name of that group and you could go watch the video but it's really hilarious and you should watch it because it's flipping hilarious but i will say that I, you know because i really didn't get invested into power until after everybody else got invested into power so i actually started watching power after power had been on for a couple seasons i think this is five or six season five or six and i i didn't probably start watching power until power was like three seasons in and so with that being said because because my my build my boo thing started watching it before i did and so i really wasn't that invested in it um, you know, cause originally when power came out, I think power came out around the same time that empire came out. And for whatever reason, the first season of empire, I was invested by the second season. I was like, this is a soap opera. Like I can't, um, and for whatever reason, I just didn't, I had, I had showtime. So it wasn't that I ain't had showtime. I just wasn't feeling it. And when I finally actually sat down and watched it, cause I thought it was just, cause every time I would walk past, I just saw sex. It was sex and sex, sex on the table, sex on the rug, sex on the bed, sex and sex, more sex. And then he had sex again. And I thought, you know, he's a dude. I figured it was just because he liked seeing naked women. And I was like, I really don't want to see a show that has no substance and it's just a bunch of titties everywhere. Like that's just not what I wanted to see. But when I finally watched it, it had some substance, it had some drama, it had a storyline, it had a backstory, you know, everybody, all the characters were really complex, even though I knew a woman wrote it, but it just wasn't, I wasn't sold yet, Courtney, Courtney A. Kemp wrote it, and she's an amazing writer, but at the time, I hadn't really seen or knew if I saw anything that she had done, so I wasn't sold on it, but once I saw it, I was on it. Now, I will say that the, the prior seasons were better, and I think it's because we're coming to the end of the chapter. They don't have to bring us back. They don't have to keep us engaging. They know we're going to watch the last couple of seasons because we want to know who shot Ghost. It's like our our generation JR. So it's like, who shot JR? It's who shot Ghost. It's, it is our version of that. I think it was Dallas. So we want to know who, who had did it. But I just feel like the last episode wasn't it. Like, I felt like it was missing something and I just couldn't put my name on it and uh, my uh, name on it or what it was. But I think it was, it's Omari Hardwick. I think without Omari, there is no power. And I know that they were saying, like, we're going to do like a spinoff. And I'm like, with Tariq, I'm like, no, don't do that. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. I, I just don't feel like Tariq can pull or show and i don't want to see it recycle i don't want to see him with the white boy that he went to to um this choke with and the girl become tasha i don't want to see it repeat like i please courtney and, and 50 cent listen listen linda listen please 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 make it go away like you know once is i think once it's done make it die i think this should die you know once it's done make it die if, if you're gonna do a spinoff if, if there was a spinoff from power i would have only watched it if it were ghosts 
You know, I would have watched Ghost go through from his past to maybe politics. Maybe I would have watched that. I don't want to see a whole show on Lorenz Tate, uh, his character. I just don't like I would have watched Omari Omari and maybe Tommy so I think Tommy could pull a show I don't want to see anyone else with their spinoff I don't want to see Tasha with a spinoff I don't want to see Tariq with a spinoff I'm glad Dre died I you know it's just one of them things I feel like they kind of like pull in straws like to me it's gonna be a lot like you're gonna have a full episode of sax and Angela's sister now because they going like through each each individual that's gonna be even worse than Dre like I really don't care about Angela's sister's backstory unless you're gonna tell me she slept with with ghosts and they had an affair back in the day and if you if that's not it or you want to make some huge spin I don't want to see it and I just don't like I'm not invested in sax enough to care about his backstory he's a, a integral character on the show but I'm not invested I don't want to see it and it's not because he's white and it's not because he's a cop I just because Tommy's white I just I just personally don't want to see it like it's not enough to keep me there because that's not why I watch power you watch power for the drama and I feel like sex he doesn't bring drama by himself he brings drama on other people so that's why I'm like um and plus I don't know why because he everybody that's around him died like it's just it's a lot you know and so i'm like mm, no my prediction was at the beginning of the season and, and, and if you go back and watch millennials anonymous this is what i said i think everybody's gonna die or everybody's gonna go to jail like that's my prediction and i i think i'm on a roll ghost and dre both kicked the bucket um so i think tommy kicks the bucket i think tasha and Tariq go to jail i think angela's sister I, I think she'll walk off in the sunset. And I think Sax will go to jail. So I think most in, in so govern, governor, what the hell is his name? It's not Tate, is it? It's not Tate. That's his real name. Whatever. So you can tell how much invested I'm in in his character. I don't even know his character name. Like, he's running for governor. But him, um, I, I, I don't, I'm just, uh, not there. Please, Courtney, please. I need you. I need you to end this series right, you know, and don't give me a spinoff. I don't want a spinoff. Miss Kemp. Holla if you hear me. Oh, yeah, we have a church. We ain't going nowhere. Please let this series die. I will not watch anything that is Tariq related. I can't stand Tariq. Tariq need a beating. I don't know why Tariq was able to get away with what he was able to get away with so long. I, my money on who shot goes is Riley. Tariq or Angela's sister. I, I don't know why. Those two individuals, I feel like one of them two mother mofos shot him. Um, even though some people tell me that I think Tasha shot him because he dotted her in the forehead. Like maybe, you know, when somebody mash you in your forehead real hard, you, yeah, that probably, you know, could put up a lot of rage and anger. Um, you know, when you mash people's foreheads in, but I, I just feel like that I, I, the last, going back to the last episode, I just feel as if it, it missed, it was lacking something. 
And I don't know if it's because the depth wasn't there. Because, I, I mean, I, I would have to go back and watch it because it's been so long since the first or second season. But I don't really remember anything about his mama. And I feel like they was kind of, like, bringing in people and, and, and unnecessary characters and the the... The evolution of Dre. I think they were trying to get to why Dre is the way Dre was, but I think they failed miserably. Like if they were gonna do that, they needed to do some a backstory. Like I needed to get a backstory, uh, like flashbacks about what happened. I want to see the hurt. I want to see it because technically, like I said, because Dre was the main character of this episode, he automatically becomes a protagonist. So I want to see the hurt. I want to feel the journey with him. I want to walk with Dre on this journey of hurt because I just, I wasn't there. I wasn't sold, uh, you know? So, I mean, and maybe they did it on purpose because they set him on fire. Like he had, now I will say he had the worst kind of death on the show. A bullet to the head, which most people get or back or stomach like Keisha or whatever that's a lot easier than they burnt them and then I'm like nobody found out this happened or nothing like ain't no cameras in this prison whatever and it, it was just driving me crazy like why you keep stopping yo like you could have been gone just go to Vegas whatever whatever but you know I, I just feel like everybody's gonna die or go to jail like that I just feel like because like Courtney A. Kemp said she said that anytime and this is, this is if you have never read this article I'm about to spoil power for you point point anytime anybody is almost gets what they want like you know they have a great day everything seems to be going their way they die no one on the show gets what they want that's the whole point of power who really has the power and the sh it always shifts so if you see an episode where somebody's everything's just going right they about to die or if they know too much information they about to die so that's why Proctor got kicked off and got kicked the bucket that's why Keisha kicked the bucket and you know those are the or if they don't die somebody that they really care about dies that's just kind of how it is on power so I just ruined it for you you're welcome but that's just my thoughts on power let me know what you think feel like on power leave us a message or send us a, a inquiry on our website millennials.us let us know what you feel i'm just saying but this has been millennials anonymous podcast we will be back again for another episode next week yeah i don't know why i bro broke next week but this was the first episode of 2020 so welcome back to thank you for following me into a brand new year and we got a couple of panels that we need to fill for a couple of special guests so if you want to be a part of a panel for millennials anonymous podcast please reach out to me one is relationships one is politics one is parenthood so if you do, please send an email to lisa at leasewinnie.com. We would be glad to have you. So we are only looking for four people per panel. Um, so if you're interested, let me know. We, we might be able to set up something where you actually are virtual and we will do, do it, it virtually. Do it CNN style. We got the boxes on top of boxes, do baby. It. We got that. We got that technology, boo-boo. So if you want to be a part, let me know. And tune in to Brunching on Friday. We're going to talk about a bunch of new topics yeah it's gonna be fun so and we're having a new platform coming wrdr millennials anonymous will not be on that but brunching will so tune into that platform as well so if you don't have the app we're gonna be on the app on january 17th you might as well go ahead and download it now so you don't miss a beat and we are on radio 103.7 jams and for brunching and millennials is on wpir 98.4 fm thank you for rocking with us sister i appreciate y'all so this has been a new episode peace